Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies, including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we're at the end of our journey into Terminator land. That's right, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And joining me, uh, we have two guests, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, but is slowly becoming educated in all things T-800, it is Jason Dolly. Hey, how are you? I'm great, Jason. How are you? Very good. Terminator 3. Terminator 3. The bad one. Yeah. Um, we, we have been prefacing this in the, in the episodes beforehand that Terminator 1's okay. The Ter- schlocky one, the good one, yeah. the bad one. Yeah. And the one that they've tried to redo three times. Yeah, at this point. So, yeah. Uh, so that's what I know. I guess I've been thinking about it. And I do want to admit, though, I'm going to maybe try and watch some of the other ones after we're done here. Mm-hmm. I know they're not good. Or at least I know nobody respects them mm-hmm. very much. But I think T2 left such a good taste in my mouth mm-hmm. that I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, let's... I'll see where this goes. Because... I have no personal attachment to it, so mm. I'm just going to try and see him. All right. I think Terminator is a good example of good world building, not the best narratives. Possibly, yeah. You think about the kind of story they've created and all the different aspects of it. You're like, oh, that's really interesting. And I'm but too in, you, and it, the story and everything's been great so far. So yeah. is this the cliff? Oh, I think the problem is they, they, they came up with one way to do it, and they never... Solved it. They've just iterated very slightly on that. Mm-hmm. And then what was it? Oh, God, one of them. We're not even watching it today, but the the one in the future or whatever. Oh, the Christian Bale one? Oh, man. Like, I mean, I won't spoil it for you, but they try to go off the rails with that one and they just go off a cliff. <laughs> well, joining us, uh, that voice that you can hear, it is Mr. Dean Lovett. You, have, you have seen Rise of the Machines. Yeah, I've seen them all. I was just telling you guys, the only one I haven't, I guess, fully seen is the newest <laughs> one, which I actually heard was pretty good. Um, but I was halfway through watching it and I started just doing other things with my life and never came back to it. <laughs> so, so not promising for that one, but um, I wasn't overly paying attention. I mean, I'm sure a purist would be like, come on, you have to sit down and watch it. Yeah. I had it on a second screen whilst I was doing other things and uh... then eventually just kind of stopped. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so specifically with Rise of the Machines though. Um, mm. In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what mm. can someone like Jason, who hasn't seen it, expect from it? Basically the same thing, but with slight iterations on it. Okay, yep. Um, I, 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 there'll I'm... be Terminators travelling through time. And trying to stop Sarah Connor and John Connor. Ah, uh, John so... Connor. Oh. Interesting. Am I not... I'm not going to... Let's... I'm confused, but so... Mm. Adequately confused enough, I guess. Mm. Um... I guess one of the things I've always kind of compared this to is like, I've always worried that the Terminators was eventually just going to end up like the mummy. So it's like, oh, we're just doing the mummy again. Mm. Like, it's the mummy returns. It's just the mummy again. Is Terminator 3 probably just Terminator 2 again? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, 
Look, they they iterate, as I said, they change it up, but ultimately the storyline is kind of the same. It's got some differences along the way. It's obviously it's it's an action set piece movie. Think of it like any movie of that nature, where it's you get a little bit of plot, but it's mainly designed to get you from this massive car chase with explosions into this big robot fight into that. You know, yeah. Um, there is one image that I've got in my head right now, which is Arnold with a casket over his over his yeah. shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guns and with the gun. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That. When did this come out? This came out in 2003, Three. I believe. Yeah. Okay. So there is quite big gaps between those first yeah, three Yeah, they, they were about eight years or something. Or Apparently, 11 Sh- for this. Schwarzenegger uh, didn't even want to do it. <laughs> Why was that Sean Connery? Uh, <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Well, fun fact, Sean Connery was originally going to play as a Terminator, mm. uh, but he turned it down. Um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger stepped in because uh, they have very similar type. Um yeah, apparently... Arnold Funny Sch- voice. Arnold Schwarzenegger... <laughs> Both former Mr. Universes. Yeah. I mean... True. Apparently, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, didn't want to do it, um, and then they offered him a ton of money, mm. and he was like, okay, okay, we're doing it now. They that offered was... him a buttload of cash yeah. for this one. <laughs> and then apparently he had like a... Um, like a... He had like tons of creative control as well. He like, like oh, no, I, oh, stuff. I know Arnold's um, level of creativeness. It's and then good. like, apparently he had like a care package worth like $2 million worth of like like personal trainers and chefs and like a jet and all this kind of stuff on top mm. of some insane amount of money he got. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if we'll see it. I mean, let's, let's <laughs> see if we can... Uh, I think there's at least one scene, uh, which we'll talk about, I think, more at the end. There's at least one entire action set piece that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually paid for. Oh. They didn't want to do it because it, was, it wasn't cost effective. He was like, nah, don't worry, guys. I, don't, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm paid for the sins. Yeah, I can only do there him. There we like, go. I can only do him in Total Recall, yeah. <laughs> which is probably peak Arnold. Um, that all being said, shall we watch Terminator Three? Yes. I mean, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It should yeah. be known. I want. I want the. Viewers, I want to be done with this. I want the viewers to know that I am incredibly whelmed by this movie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna. I didn't, I'm not gonna not enjoy it, but I'm. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care. Have <laughs> I you just ever, don't care about Terminator. Have you ever had the person be so, who has seen the film be so apathetic towards the film, Stephen? Uh, not from memory. Uh, <laughs> I, I intend to be incredibly apathetic, but I'm going to try and go the same way I did when we watched the Spice World movie. Oh, yeah? I'm going to try and find a hidden philosophical, deeper meaning behind this film. Um, it might be easier to find in this than don't in Spice worry, World. No, no, well, it's, it can't be the obvious stuff. Right? You should try you and find some pop songs or pop stars. Yeah. That maybe, find, maybe find the beady, happy, poppy heart to this. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Like you some. found the deep philosophical I'll give, meaning. I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll have some hot takes for you by the end. I'll, I'll have them. <laughs> All right, for those of you listening at home, pop in your DVDs and come with us if you want to live through a mediocre film as we watch Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Welcome back, everybody. We've just finished watching Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. I'm drawn once again by Dean Lovett. Eh. And Jason Dolly. <sighs> so, Jason, that was your first time watching <laughs> Terminator 3. What did you think? Oh. <laughs> you know all my concerns with Terminator 2 compared to Terminator 1? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that. Yeah. That was completely, completely exactly what I thought Terminator 2 was going to be. Yeah, Terminator 3 is just Terminator 2, but rehashed. But rehashed, but 
2000s eyes. So it's extreme with an X. Mm. With lots, lots of X's probably. Little winky moments to things that they've done before. Yeah. Well, not even... And even then, just... Uh, it's it's soulless. Mm. It's robotic. And not in a good way. It is oh. It is the. It is to the Terminator maybe, what Carl Reese is to the Terminator. Maybe like, it's, hmm. it's a metaphor. Maybe it's like the movie was made by a machine. Was. So... So the movie was Skynet. Probably. Yeah, but Skynet worked. Yeah. Skynet did what it was meant to do. Mm. Which was... They haven't had to redo, which was, you know, destroy humanity. Is that what it wants, though? Well, not particularly, <laughs> but when it became self-aware, it went, oh, these guys are awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, Skynet has, has gone, it seems to have a lot of resources, yet in, what is it? Five, seven, six movies? Has, six movies. Still, ha- they, they, Skynet had got time travel technology mm. Mm. yet never just goes back to like the dawn of man or something i mean well it still needs man to go for a certain amount of time it needs to does invent it, it needs it to does. invent itself can't it just invent itself well it's self-aware there was, no. we just watched a sequence in which one of the robots came back i mean in terminator 2 it's the hand it, it, it they, they develop skynet off off itself. the hand mm. yeah it talks so to it, the hand yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Look, there's a lot of. So problems. I'm saying, like, you just, you just send back one of these Terminators, find whatever primordial soup humanity walked out of, destroy it, and then make some robots. I mean, yeah, that is that is one way of, of potentially doing I it. I think that the real Skynet just loves a good time travel story. Well, it's a shame well, that it, it's well, got it this one. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, that's no, it doesn't. We well, just want to prove that it doesn't enjoy a good time travel. Yeah, so, so I'm picking up from this, Jason, that you did not necessarily enjoy Terminator no, 3. No, I did not at all mm. like Terminator 3. It just... I'm... I am somebody who grew up really liking films and really getting into films in the early to mid-2000s. Mm. That was kind of my age. I just... You know, I just turned, you know, or I got into my early teens and so on. So it's like, yeah, here we go. I'm going to get into films. And I loved films. But this was just a, like, a, like I know some of the films that I liked aren't good, hmm. especially from those kind of times. But this was all of them, like, put into a film badly, just full of horrible Stereotypes, badly formed plot, and just no a lot of stolen elements. Lot of stolen elements and no soul to it. There was nothing about this film that made you go, okay. Apart from they're doing this because other things have done it. Like it, it, compare. I just want to compare like the Robert Patrick Terminator, the T one thousand to the T X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the T X. Um, how with that one, it's still robotic and it would only act human when around humans and so on. Like, well, this one's like, aha, aha. Like, it was smarmy. It yeah. had it had personality, which made you Quit. feel like it had less personality. It had the personality of a human being pretending to be a robot. Yeah, it, it a human did... being pretending to be a robot pretending mm. to be a bit crazy. Yeah. And like, in, in terms an extreme of, way. I mean, in terms of the physical performance, um, it's it's perfectly fine like it's okay yeah but there's things that like like they smile and they they laugh well what was so cold about robert patrick one is is it was it was an emotionless blob and then when it was still robert patrick it was still emotionless and that kind of got to you more yeah like i felt like while terminator 2 took a lot of lessons from terminator 1 and made it good terminator 3 took no lessons from terminator 2 that were any good it didn't seem like an upgrade 
No, no. It, it, it looked mm. like it had... It was like it was a mixture of Arnold and Robert Patrick. Yeah, it had the liquid metal. With it the, was liquid with metal, the but with the, still with a hard frame under mm. it. So but it couldn't... That was ultimately why it failed its mission. If because they just it had a, one generation back to the one that could move through bars. Yeah, Robert Patrick would have, like, you know, they would have solved... I mean, technically it's still one, did it? Yeah. It didn't stop John Connor, but at least Skynet still happened. Yeah. Mm. So, yay for it. It kind of just made everything happen the same way it had already happened, and it kind of made the three films for naught, yeah. in a sense. And that, I think, is what is disappointing about this film. I can is that, see, you can see why they've tried to remake it four times. Yeah, and I think it's also because Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 are two parts of the same idea. The original yeah. idea was that the, the second half of... Well, Terminator 2 is essentially what w- would have been the second half of the original film had they had the budget. They had money. And the money. Which, and then, you know, thank God they didn't. Well, yeah, because then they went and made an excellent film. And the problem is, is that they, they did it. They stopped Judgment Day. And mm. now everything that you're doing beyond that is not that original story. It's not a continuation. Which undermines it. Yeah, and I think also the fact that it's not directed by James Cameron. And yeah, that he had no yeah creative that's it. Input. Like, I mean, I'm, as much as I'm not a big Cameron fan, mm. he still, like, there was, there's personality and there's belief in it. Even watching it, I'm sitting there just going, this has nothing. Like, I remember watching certain bits and just going, even, like, a bad director like Michael Bay still puts something Michael Bayish into those films mm. and it almost has a taste to it where it's like, all right, cool, everybody's got, you know, there's a personality behind what he does. Well, this had no... It was a robot mm. in a not a good way. Yeah. Like, this was a robot version of James Cameron. Yeah. And, like... If it, the robots didn't know who James Cameron was and yeah. just kind of got someone to describe Maybe him down the phone. One of the one of the Terminators killed Cameron. And took his place. And took his place. Possibly. That's um, why they... That's why. Try, that's why they tried to give the Terminators some more personality. Because they were like, <laughs> we're fun-loving guys. Yeah, they just want to show the world mm. that Judgment Day doesn't have to be such a downer. Maybe. I mean, it's a really tricky one because it does feel as though there isn't a single good performance in this film, but also not a single stinker either. No, like, everything, like, everything is functional t- yeah. to mediocre. Yeah, like it's... it's thoroughly... It's, I think my statement is I, I'm whelmed. Yeah. It is yes. just... A movie. Yeah, it, it was... And I think it's probably one of the reasons why uh, all these years on, as someone has seen it, like, I am so unenthused because at least if it's a really terrible film, I can be like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this really terrible film. And if it's a really good film, you can appreciate it once again on multiple viewings. But when it's just just bland, yeah, there's yeah. nothing to come back for. This isn't even like vanilla ice cream. This is... Mm. Vanilla extract, if that. This is vanilla ice. This but is <laughs> this is not even yeah. <laughs> this, this is a, with a brand new invention. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Chris, Chrisana Locken as the TX is perfectly fine, but it does feel as though it's lacking that that level of d- direction that came yeah. from the first two. Similarly, Arnie, who's kind of like the dipstick for these films, where you can just test how you terminate a film's going by how good Arnie is. Yeah, he feels not like he's phoning it in, but just like he's not quite. There. Connected the way he well, was. In I guess T2. there's also he he never goes anywhere new as well with this. Yeah, like, mm. their attempt to do that was him punching a car a bunch because he just mm. liked John Connor so much. Yeah, <laughs> um, which was dumb. And as I said, it's just 
it, it just was. And like it, it definitely feels the same. I think we even mentioned before, Arnold Schwarzenegger did it for the paycheck. You get the yeah. sense that everyone... Was doing it for a paycheck. On this mm. job was doing it for a, for a paycheck. paycheck. Yeah, everybody was like, we need to make a Terminator 3. Yeah. It is inevitable. We might as well make it now. Yeah. And that's I guarantee why uh, they have the ending the way it is. So mm. they're like, oh, it's something different. It's a twist on the franchise. It's a new yeah. formula. But it's also setting up potentially more movies, yeah. which, as you can see, and they... Like Nick Starl well. and Claire Danes are perfectly fine as our they're two fine. humans. They're uh, the, fine. The weird Frankie Munich, Hayden I, Christensen. I hate mm. their characters. Well, that's just it. They're really not well written. Characters. I I think uh, Claire Danes is fine, but the concept that she's suddenly now into John Connor... Because a, because a robot told her so makes mm. no sense whatsoever. Yeah. She no let's, remember let's they made clear. out in that creepy guy's yeah they made out that in we that, never saw in that <laughs> one <laughs> creepy guy where everyone went the basement of that one guy that everyone went to make out which they mentioned way too many times. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's definitely some trauma there. Is all I'm saying. Are you saying that the, the high school the house that all the high schools go to to make out wasn't part of your growing up experience, Dean? No, no. no. And if it was, I'd be reporting them to some sort of <laughs> Uh, government body uh, no, <laughs> All of so them <laughs> she, So by the end right She's not Into him Into him Like there's a bit of They try to imply it, Some chemistry Between the two And there's a bit of tension You know um, mm. But she's not into him Which means Basically at that point If they do hook up It's not Because they Really care about Each other so much It's more about um, Fate no, it, I would say it's like a dark uh, lack of options. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. two people stuck in the bunker. Not if yeah. you're the last man of Earth. Well, good news there, honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. only am I one of the last men, I'm the leader of the resistance. The resistance. Because which I... at this point does not sound like a great army. No, and he is just. And I think I said this to you guys as well. This was, and this is what I'd like to know by the end of this particular podcast. I would like to know. Why is John Connor so goddamn important? Because he had a room. He's never done anything extraordinary. He, he got the makeout basement now. <laughs> he does. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find out that, like, as someone's upstairs, what's the guy's, what's the guy's yeah. name? Oh, uh, Kripke? Kripke. Kripke. Kripke yeah. comes down to the bunker and says, Oh, guys, you made it back to me basement. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and look, the, the character... I turned to be, yeah, Under Secretary of State. Yeah, yeah the, the characters are... We've come a long way since the they, making they of yeah. They are the most 2000-ish thing to be 2000-y. Like, yeah. everything about it. Like From from even small characters, which they're obviously throwing in to have personality, like... The angry lady, guy. Lady with cat. Yeah. Gay, ma- uh, no, yes. gay male stripper. Yeah. Angry guy whose car gets hit. Angry guy whose car gets hit. Mm. They're all literally just 2000s-y thing. They're literally... Mm. Do you know the bit in The Matrix where Neo steals the phone off that guy and they go, Sky, that guy stole my phone. And then he just turns into an agent and then it's like... Yeah. Go kicks on for a bit. It's that. Yeah. Just in personality form. Like, it mm. is what the 2000s was... And that's it. Maybe I get more offended because I liked a lot of 2000 films. And this is just a bad one. And this is such a bad one, but it is all of them. And it's like, it's like if, you, if you had a really nice meal and then it turned out the base is something horrible. Like, mm. like human flesh. Yeah, human flesh, I guess. Um, <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> so John Connor. John Why Connor, is yeah, John right. Connor the leader? Of, at what point? Or like at the end there where they're like, can you help us? Can you help us? I'm like, no. <laughs> the, best, the best he can do, the best he can do at is that he, point, he's a, he's is, a podium. is pick up the uh, mic and go. Oh, by the way, guys, if you were wondering, it's a it's it's Skynet. It's Skynet. Mm. That's it. That's he has a very small piece of information. 
He doesn't know do, how to do fight you them because he never actually is the one who fights them. He mm. had a hacking thing in number two. No, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> I like, did think he was going to bring it out when he, they got to the he, door. It yeah. says when he was in eighth grade, wasn't it? Or yeah. when he was eight or eighth grade? Eighth grade. One, disappeared he during disappeared. eighth grade. So he's got no formal education. <laughs> I'm assuming his mum trained him to be a badass. I hope, but you don't see it at mm. all at no. any point. Mm. Uh, the only experience he has is bonding with Terminators, which <laughs> and taking, once the and apocalypse starts, yeah. the bonding with the teenagers, uh, sorry, with the Terminators seems like a <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> yeah, look. Like, they're going to be in the middle of the battlefield and he's going to be like, don't worry, guys, I'm going to teach them how to lie. <laughs> yeah. Great, an enemy. Guys, put on. your foot down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. I think the reason that John Connor is there is because it's that it's that self fulfilling prophecy thing. It's for anyone that's read the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Um, it's that, like it could have been Harry or Neville. It could have been right? Harry or Neville. Like, is 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 John if Connor essentially seen... a Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Like yeah, Boba, Boba Fett. Where? Like Boba Fett is this guy who, through nothing of his own doing, has yeah. somehow become a badass. Yeah. And like as soon but as he's called on to do, like he's literally stumbled his way. The into fandom things. has made him. That. Mm. Yeah, but like, but if you ever look at the films, he well, is an idiot. Uh, if you don't mind me spoiling the latest film, uh, yeah, does Which anyone film? particularly care? Spoilers for those of you listening. For the Rise at home of Skywalker. Who seen no, no, the new Terminator. Oh, oh Dark uh, Fate. Within spoilers, 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 spoilers. Mm-hmm. For the person who saw it halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's the good thing my spoilers only come from. Uh, in the opening moments of the film, John it Connor cuts dies. back to John and Sarah Connor, like somewhere in Mexico, hiding out, and a Terminator shows up and just kills John Connor immediately. Oh. And then the whole rest of the film is about, I think it's um, some new character. Everyone called yeah, there's a new... Jane Connor. And the idea is that she just, she now, because John Connor was dead, so now she's going to be the leader of the resistance. Because, ah. yeah, it's, yeah, that's from what I understood. Somebody summed it up to me, but saying, like, it's essentially like they keep sending Terminators back for something. We're like, we don't know what it is, but we're protecting something for a bit. And I think mm. they work out that it's this girl. So right. yeah. basically, yeah, Sarah Connor gets a daughter. So she oh. can be more like Ellen Ripley. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Connor wasn't in this film. No, which... I, I actually said that halfway, yeah. like, a third of the way through. I'm like, I hope she doesn't show up so she doesn't get any of this stink on her. Mm. Yeah, she Just saved cancer. that. She saved that for yeah. Dark Fate. Um, uh, she apparently refused to do the film. They asked her to come back and they offered her bugger all money uh, and apparently her part was really small and then... Uh, was and then, she in the coffin? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Just holding the gun. Uh, apparently, like... Uh, in the original script, she dies part way through, and they don't even mourn for her. They just move on immediately. So well, she was like, "Yeah, no." But that's a problem. Like this is, from what I feel about this film, this is the Sarah Connor films. Mm. Mm. Like I can see why. Well, like, you should go watch the, the Sarah, Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles. Chronicles. Yes, I don't like Summer Glau that much. I find her really... robotic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it's let's just, just talk like, about the Sarah Connor Chronicles and how I it went uh, off the rails after about season two. <laughs> think it got to season two? Uh, I think it had like three or four seasons. I never finished it. I never watched it. Because like, I'd never watched anything Terminator. That's mm. why I'm here, and mm. that's why you idiots made me watch this. <laughs> this is amazing how strongly you feel, given that, given that you've only just watched the first two films, and they were so good. Yeah, vitriolic. Uh, I know, I, like you, you know, because I said that at one point yeah. to. Um, God, was it? I can't remember if it was Luke or if it was or Brad. Brad, yeah. No, I think it was Luke that I said like, oh, I might watch all of them. I have no personal attachment to the Terminator. I don't yeah. have this childhood nostalgia because I never watched it as a child, so I'll be able to like 
I think I said like cop it in the shoulder like bullets and just absorb the bad films. But I'm 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 having a hard time. I'm you are. To throw it's, one... it's a fresh wound for you. The rest yeah. of us all lived through this in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. I guess like if I found somebody who loved Star Wars and then they watched like Attack of the Clones mm. or any of the prequels, mm. and how dare you? Yeah. I have no strong feelings either way about any of the Star Wars films. <laughs> I have no strong Except feelings. Except that Brian Johnson did a pretty good job. Yeah. No, That's my I, hot take. <laughs> but with that, like I guess I yeah, I guess I am angry. Yeah. I I I honestly like, Talk it out, man. Talk it out. What's, yeah, what's, what's I just oh. I'm, pre- I'm trained in basic psychology. Like <laughs> I have I- a psychology degree. <laughs> I am in no way qualified. <laughs> I mean, but while we're talking about our what, credentials. What, 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 but what is the worst bit of the film? Because for me, when the Terminator says, I have basic training in psychology, that's up there for me. It's, it's the like- bit where he says, I am back. Yeah, that's the worst bit for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, but the best part is it was it follows after helicopter crashes through. Bigger helicopter crashes through. <laughs> You're just waiting so, for the for extra helicopter yeah. and I think some other character being like, Where are we all going, guys? Like I thought we were going somewhere. Hey, it's Kripke. He came here in the airship carrier. <laughs> I was imagining I was just like here comes the navy and they just throw some yes. boats out. Uh. Uh, Dean, what was the what was the standout moment of war in this uh, film for you? I don't think. See, this is the thing. I don't think there was a war because I can get into a oh, moment. Mm. I can get into a that's terrible. You know what I can't get into is just. Eh. Was it into? Was it the crane sequence when? I think the crane sequence. That, was look, one of the that, best. I, I I do that was. I mean, we were talking about this. So it mm. was it was during that period in two thousand three when it came out. Uh, but that kind of mid two thousands, early two thousands period where it was still transitioning from like CGI is cheap and easy mm. to CGI is good is good versus like all the practical. So I, that chase scene. Mm. Mostly practical, very, very it was good. I, and, and you forget how good mm. some of that practical stuff is. Yeah. Like you, I think you mentioned Mad Max Fury Road, mm. and I was Ooh. like, um, "Yes, like that." Mad Max Fury Road reminded us how good practical effects can be. Mm. Yeah. Um, so don't get me wrong. Like we saw, like there was a couple moments like, "Oh, there comes the CGI," you know. Wait, and anybody's hanging because there was yeah. two things they couldn't do in the early two thousands. Stephen and I worked out kill was, people. One is. They couldn't show a body moving without it looking really like a CG body moving, especially swaying without yeah. it looking really bad. Like if you see the biggest example of that is in Lord of the Rings yeah. when you know the bit I'm talking about where Legolas is about to finish off the cave troll yeah. that mm. they think is stabbed Frodo. Yeah. And when he kind of jumps on it and moves around a bit, yeah, he's, he's, he's wibbly wobbly. The clothing and physics and... It's a clothing it's physics also and also one they the didn't give it any why, weight. It's also one of the reasons why you notice a lot of people, um, they they wear they wear leather or they'll wear kind of suits, jumpsuits. Yeah. Of, um, like in this one, the, both the Terminators who will get CGI'd the most, wear they leather. both wore... Leather, and that's obviously because you know leather's badass, I guess. Um, well, some... the Matrix had come out what three years earlier. Yeah, leather was never badass. Uh, <laughs> it's sweaty and uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> this is uh, from Australians, but yeah. it, it was like supposed to help with the CGI. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, it's it's not good. And I think I, I, we went. I went through, and I've actually made a list, if I may, Stephen. You may of lists aspects of what they've taken from. Um, from films. Okay. So the okay. whole thing overall had a very... So they took the idea of sound. Sound. And, from and recording um, moving pictures. They took that from Voyage to the Moon. Uh, no, <laughs> no from, from 2000 films. Things that they... Like a robot would have gone, well, these were popular. Let us put them yeah. into yeah. our yeah. film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like taking a bit of a cake and a bit yeah. of a roast and shoving it together. Cake to roast. Make cake roast. Yeah. 
and just say get crossed. Crossed sounds disgusting, and that's what we should call it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what? So are these, this crossed film. film. This was yeah. a crossed. So the whole thing, kind of generally, with the kind of attempt to be future but gritty and things like that, kind yeah. of had this full kind of X Men feel. Yep. Yeah. And with that, and Stephen even pointed out, like sound design wasn't great. Mm. Dean, you have a degree in sound design, or is that the other guy? That's the other guy. Oh damn. Okay. Sorry. Um, but then the there's also far like... more popular version of me. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. There's Matrix is everywhere to yep. like yeah. every like you know. Highway chase scene. Mm. Yep. Uh, fight in a toilet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, gun movement things. Explosions sunglasses. down halls. Sunglasses. The sunglasses had to be super matrixy, so mm. they were, like, you know, circular. There's this weird couple of points where it tries to be like American Pie. I think that's like, just There's a bit where stuff. she shoots yeah. some guys who are having a frat party yeah. in the parents' house. And then there's the whole basement mm. thing. Like, and oh, then, we were wild teenagers, therefore you should relate to and us. And the, the blonde kid in the servo. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just that was just fashion. Well, well I, I think it's just because America at that time was just American Pie. I think maybe American yeah. Pie was actually just a documentary. Possibly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that it was actually a specific <laughs> style. No, I, I think I read that on IMDb once. Yeah. 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 There's weird parts of like Rollerball in terms of how they try to make some of the action. If you've ever seen Rollerball, don't. Mm. Um, I and have then, and then they just cap it all off nicely with a nice amount of Planets of the Apes ending. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like, oh, it was always going to happen. Or Good sci-fi is nihilistic. Ooh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that, that does make a very crosty film. It does. It's the crostiest film you'll ever crost. Uh, Dean, I think maybe the bit you disliked from this film the most, based on your reaction, was the badly rotoscope running into the base. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just, there was a couple of we moments. Re- we I that. have been watching a fantastic series uh, by Corridor Digital, which you haven't watched, which is um, visual, visual effects artists react to good and bad CGI. Uh, it's a great mm. show. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, Are they the guys who, who fix some things as well? Yeah, they'll fix some things. But one of the things that they've kind of, as you watch the show, you learn to look out for different lighting like issues different ways and there was some terrible rotoscoping and there was also when they were driving in the car and it was the the green screen behind them and you could see the rotoscoping oh, the outline desert. around them yeah mm. and you could also just see that the lighting was just terribly terribly wrong mm. um, and it's something you never notice but once you do notice it the uncanny valley clicks in and you're like Ugh. yeah because I, I, when you said that I'm like I don't see it yet but I obviously need to watch it's a corridor digital mm. yeah I'll check, I'll check them out yeah. I think for me actually on reflection the worst bit of this film um, having sorted through the many the breasts enlarging? it's the breasts yeah. enlarging because yeah. the reason for it though is because they en- enlarged like it was an Austin Powers film another film that was yeah, popular yeah, yeah. Time. like some sort of Swedish made yeah. pump we, we've, esta- like... we've established that the Terminators even in the second film but also in this film have got that liquid flesh that means they could just kind of move into position they don't need to go like yeah. that it was that was the but bit where it was like oh my biggest boy. question is why she obviously knew that cops were just all horn dogs. But in what did her having slightly larger breasts? Because she just do. murdered the guy. She murdered him later. almost yeah. immediately and took That's his gun. Like she says, "I like your things all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like your car. I like but, your guns." Yeah. and that was like it's like that, that was just, her thing. Well, well, but yeah, it, it, it was it's a more of a sociopathic thing. But Robert Patrick did that. He was like, "I like your bike." Like it feels like it was just mm. copying that. Copying, oh, I potentially. Did he? he did, yeah. He okay. when when that cop turns up on the bike and he's like, "I like your bike," and you never see him take, take it. Take it, yeah. Um, I feel like it was just that, but it was just <laughs> not as well done. But yeah, it was. You're right. Why did she puff up a breast like that if she was just going to murder him? Mm. Maybe, like, yeah. Low pro- like we discussed this, where we were like almost immediately she starts driving through the streets like a 
like an idiot. Mm. And I'm like, surely a low profile in these situations yeah. would be necessary. You've got time. I mean, the, 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 the breast pump happens after she sees an advert of a lady with big boobs. And maybe it's just that advertising is super effective on Terminators. This is something... Because yeah. they're in a world where there's no advertisements. Mm. So maybe... That's could, how they have their psychology. Maybe Terminator. Maybe, maybe we just need billboards like you know, don't rebel against us. Yeah, yeah. Terminator Seven yeah. should just be John Connor putting up billboards that say "Look after humans," and the Terminator's going, "Oh, okay." Oh. New from Armani. Don't nuke the world. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys like some trivia about Terminator Three? No. Uh, no. Oh, look. I Can mean, we just like three. I've got some trivia. Three out of ten. I found out that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger played for that whole action set piece where they crashed through all the, the facade. He certainly did. Yeah. Crashed through, yeah, the front. Of, like just point, that bit in that one, Just that bit, 1.2 million uh, of his own money, although apparently what he got paid was way, way more. So, you know, he basically gave them some of their own money back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sure that at that point they were probably like, yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, no, he, he did put money in for that uh, crane sequence to occur because he thought it would be pretty cool. And it was pretty cool. It yeah, was, was nice li- li- literally, it yeah. just kind of reminds you that, like, you know, Cameron and, like, Schwarzenegger, you know, made a very good film together mm. and maybe mm. Schwarzenegger picked up something from Cameron. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, here is some trivia bits. <gasps> yes. That's the studio had long wanted to make a sequel to the previous films, but Schwarzenegger had refused to do it unless Cameron was directing. Mm. Cameron eventually told Schwarzenegger to just do it and ask for a shitload of money, yep. uh, reasoning that the character was as much Schwarzenegger's as it was his. Schwarzenegger has confirmed this in interviews, saying that when he asked, Cameron told him to take the money and run. That <laughs> money specifically was $29.25 million. Which for 2003. Which for 2003 was... It was a record. Yeah. Um, His contract was 33 pages long. Um, (laughs) That's too many pages. (laughs) And involved a bit where he crashed through a building. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So here is... That was something else that annoyed me. Yeah. Is the bit where he slams... That he first meets the other Terminator, slams into a building, (laughs) and then the building that they slam into doesn't explode. (laughs) A thing next to it does. It's like, oh, something's happening. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like you watch those people who like jump out of the way of a horse in a western and they're like three meters away from the horse mm. going past and the horse explodes <laughs> uh, exactly and some, then the horse explodes in this crost some of Arnold's perks included a lump sum of 1.5 million dollars for the use of private jets a fully equipped gym trailer three bedroom deluxe suites on location round the clock limousines and personal bodyguards he also insisted on and got 20% of the gross receipts made by the venture from every market, including theatres, videos, DVDs, television licensing, in-flight entertainment, game licensing, and so forth. So uh, Arnold basically made a fifth of the movie that this made once it once it um, had made back the money it cost. Yeah. That's, that's a heck of a deal. That is a good a piece of the franchise. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it's it's a good deal, and if I'm honest, maybe it probably made like stopped him from making like Collateral Damage two, well, that... and all a bunch of other bad films. Yeah, we could have seen True Lies too. Two lies. <laughs> two lies. <laughs> we could have seen. Li- well, I wouldn't mind True we Lies. We might too. have had to do that dumb cameo in the new Predator movie. <laughs> Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why that Predator movie was bad, is because Arnold didn't show up, so they just made an Iron Man Predator outfit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger worked out for six months, around three hours a day before shooting started. <laughs> just in general, like every, yeah. every month he works out for six months. Well, it, I mean, at this time he was 56 when he shot this. Yeah. 56? Yeah. And, yeah, he's older than you think. Um, he basically now got, you can tell, he got, he got his um, biceps and body weights and various measurements to the exact same that they were for Terminator 2. Yeah. Oof. So he did real good there. 
Um, the gas station at which the Terminator stops for refueling is the same gas station seen in all three Terminator films. Yeah, right. So, AMPM. Yeah, AMPM. In Terminator 1, it's the one where... Uh, she gets the photo? Yeah, she gets the photo. In the second one, it's where they camp for the night after they escape the hospital. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they smash into it. So where, somebody went and re-met, re- redid it up. Yeah, so you know that amazing shot in the second one where night turns to day and we see Arnold posing in a heroic pose? Yeah. And then in this film, we see his heroic pose where he's standing like kind of squat after he smashed up the car. (laughs) It just reminded me of another bad thing. It's like, he's a hero standing like he's just shit himself. (laughs) (laughs) It was was not good. Uh, Edward Furlong was originally going to reprise the role of John Connor. However, in December 2001, it was reported he was dropped from the film, allegedly due to substance abuse problems. Yeah, he had a lot of issues back then. Yeah, he was breaking into a vet's office, stealing horse tranquilizers. I just couldn't imagine John Connor doing that. Why did he have to break into that vet? Mm. To meet Claire Danes. But, like, I think the implication is that he fell off the bike and he was hurt. But he doesn't seem hurt at all. He's got a little bit of a limp. He's going, "Mm." like... But why does he need... Yeah, to show that he's like full on drugs. For well, that. well, he can't go to a hospital like, if because he's, he's cut his leg up or something. You're like, oh, he needs some bandages or yeah. whatever. He's, yeah, he, like, he, look, John Wick had a better reason to go into that hospital. Yeah, that vet. Yeah, and he look, got a dog out of it. Too. He did. Yeah, but also, um, yeah, <laughs> all we John... got was a mention of a cat called Hercules <laughs> that we never saw. <laughs> no, well, we kind of have. I don't know. I still subscribe to the theory that Hercules was the one that shot the cat. Out of it. <laughs> like, there is, if you look, if you look, if you look, seriously, if you look like... I'm not looking at this at, again. Like some of the background shots, um, and, and this is like a fun fact, but like just after uh, uh, the Terminator blows up and blows up the other Terminator, an additional aircraft smashes <laughs> and Hercules jumps out with a gun in its mouth um, and like just guards the entrance for like 20 years or so. Oh, yeah. the Terminator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the crane scene in which uh, Arnold helped fund, he put in $1.4 million 1. 4. for that scene to happen. Cool. And he wasn't even really in it because it was all... Yeah, but mm. he wanted it to happen. I mean, yeah, and, and he, he was right. Like, it was, was good. Like, you know, the people making these decisions I have, have, to a, track imagine re- have a track point... record of not making good films. Mm. I have to imagine at that point in his career, it was just like, whatever. Well, I really want so much money. He's I like, really want to do this. That thing. sounds like a cool shot. Let's do it. Yeah, it was weird. Like I felt like even in this film, like when I was listing all those ones, there was one that I kept thinking about as well, which was Transformers. Yeah, but this was three. Like, how is this four years before Transformers and still feels like it's ripping off Transformers? Yeah, it's got that. And Transformers isn't a great um, film. It's got that too Robots? much happening. Robots. Um, yeah, it's, it's the too much happening, but not too much in a. I mean, Transformers to an extent, sometimes oh. you're like, okay, that's good or it's building enough. Mm. While this was more like, we're doing things because other people have. It's, mm-hmm. it's somebody copying somebody else's notes. Um, I know that you have kind of focused on the skulls in previous yeah. uh, <laughs> films in this series. The first Jason. one, they're like that big and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. How big do you think the skulls were in this film? 20 foot. Okay. <laughs> the skulls in the future scenes were made from ping pong balls. Oh, so they were tiny. I didn't. Okay, I didn't actually really notice that many skulls. Mm. Well, been and on, how big was the Budweiser? Yeah, but yeah. How, how, how big was the fake beer that they had floating mm. down at the beginning? Uh, I think that was CG. But that actually <laughs> oh, makes that, sense because you remember those aircraft were smaller than we thought they were. <laughs> so I was actually right about that whole scene <laughs> right. being a bunch of tiny Terminators stepping on tiny skulls. Just the first Maybe movie. that's what they do. Like yeah. they shrink the human race. And that's why John Connor <laughs> has to lead the resistance because he's the only one who's still normal size. He's six foot, not six yeah. inches. Yeah. yeah, they never actually show. When he's standing on that mountain with the American flag behind him, he's actually just really tall. Everyone's next to him. <laughs> they're not 
perspective. Far away. Yeah. I just... And when he's like, we need to stop the Terminators, and it turns <laughs> out he's actually really good at it because they're like just. He just he crushes just, them like like cans. He just knocks them away, whilst the rest of the human race gets horribly. He just, he just like Sauron's them. Just yeah. Bang. I think also just to point out, it was the thing about the forced perspective and everything for mm. the audience who wasn't with us when we were watching it mm. is the bit where you see all the Terminators coming in. You see the airship drone things, yeah. which is kind of futuristic, um, especially looking back at it now. But they look like they're unloading Terminators and going on. Mm. And then when we finally see them in um, in the in the present, when mm. you see them for the first time, yes. they turn out to be like two foot, like skateboard yeah. size. Mm. And it's like, okay, this Why is... Not? Yeah. What, things could be just, different sizes. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It just... I, I, one of the other things I think you pointed out as well, Stephen, was there was this reference in it when he's talking about what's been taken over and he mm. mentions all the apps... I'm yeah, like, this is 2003. Yeah. Apps wasn't a very common word. Yeah, um, between that and the idea that they kind of half predicted, like you know, um, combat drones or drones in general, mm. because they even kind of look like that, like that sleek mm. kind of thing. So yeah. Anyway, we were doing trivia, and then we just wanted to complain. Uh, about and I just want another fun fact. Do you want to know the reason why those combat drones are that size? Why? Uh, is because they're actually hollow on the mi- in the middle, and they're just big enough to fit a cat. <laughs> okay To fit Hercules I'm just bringing it back To Hercules Because if you look If you look And you really pay attention To the movie you, You'll actually see That Hercules is the uh, Is the pilot uh, No it's the main villain Like ah. Hercules is Skynet ah. This is How did you guys Not pick up on that That was so obvious In the um, subtext I was just so distracted By how terrible The rest of the film You know when the car <laughs> Crashed into the wall And then the thing Exploded nearby Yes Hercules uh. Hercules set it off mm. <laughs> Yeah, I've just remembered. That Watch the film, guys. You got to pay attention. At one point in this film, Arnold drives a hearse and fires a rocket launcher one-handed out of the window at the TX. And then, yeah. yeah. And I'm just remembering it and going, "What? Why was this approved? What is this film? Yeah, like yeah. you and I watched. Um, what was that other horrible film we watched? John Carter. Yeah. This was worse than John Carter. Oh, at least I John don't think Carter it was went that for bad. something. Oh no, it was it was worse. But at least John, John Carter, Carter and, tried something. John Carter tried when it. He's John, John Carter had a bit of a soul. When he's jumping. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's stop talking about John Carter. Yeah. Um, also, fun back fact, to John Connor. If you look in John Carter <laughs> in the background. John Carter. You'll notice that the main villain has a cat. And it's Hercules. Called Hercules, oh. but that's actually a misdirect because on Mars they, they drop the H's silent. It's actually Hercules. Arnold Schwarzenegger showed Terminator 3 to the troops on, uh, in America. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> this was screened at the former palace of Saddam Hussein, making it the worst, most torturous thing that ever happened in Saddam Hussein's <laughs> palace. palace. Um, oh. Yeah, look, can you imagine you've been in the army, you've been in this difficult occupation of uh, Iraq, I'm Schwarzenegger sure turns it. up, he's going to show the film, and then it's Terminator 3. I mean, they're not going to, like, yeah, no, I think they they'd, be, they'd be fine. It, it's... The novelty alone. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the novelty might have carried this. Like, I mean, mm. hey, guess, what What what'd you get up to? Oh, yeah, just uh, we, we actually watched Terminator 3 and... Saint Saint's Palace. Palace. Yeah, and That's Arnie was cool. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, and, yeah, with Arnold. Mm. Okay, fine. I yeah, just... no, I think, but overall, yes. But yeah. if you look, no, <laughs> the cat wasn't in Saddam Hussein's. No, palace. no, the cat wasn't in Saddam Hussein's palace because neither was Saddam Hussein. Think about it. Yeah, he was in prison. But you point. know who where the cat was though? Where? In that bunker. Ah. 
the TX breast inflation scene is <laughs> took several takes because the air bladders used in the bra didn't work properly. Sometimes one of the bladders. Sometimes one of the gun. You've you've actually nailed it. Sometimes one of the bladders would pop or fizzle out. <laughs> just... But if you look though. Uh, uh, for filming the arrival scene of the TX, Christana Locken spent one night nude. During the filming, a piece of glass stuck under her foot uh, oh, because she was walking barefoot on the street. She did a she did a Samwise Gamgee. That is uh, that fellowship. is bad uh, set management. Yeah, yeah, we'll call it set management. Yeah, that is mm. that's really yeah, that's, ouchy. Seems to happen yeah. a lot in films, though. People standing on shards of glass. Glass, yeah, yeah. It's just. Not good. After viewing initial dailies, the director, uh, Jonathan Mosto, is who we need to blame for this. Um, I do. He deemed Sophia Bush too young to play um, John Connor's love interest. She was the original actress cast as um, as Kate. Uh, So Claire Danes replaced her at the last minute. Danes started filming immediately and was learning about her character on the job. Danes later said... Uh, this may have helped her performance as Kate Brewster's character was similarly thrust into a strange new reality with no warning. So yeah, yeah. Claire Danes had very little time to prepare for this. So kind of like they did the full Viggo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Where it's like, y- y- you're it. Yeah. But at least Viggo Mortensen knew about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah. She was fine. She, yeah, Claire Danes is never a problem. Mm. Yeah. No, she, she did well. I think we can agree no one no one did a bad job. Yeah, it. there was no one in this year like, oh, that person can't act. It Except was for that one guy trying to pick up the T-800. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. He's like, this guy's so heavy. <laughs> yeah. The emergency yeah. work. And he's like, like clearly pulling yourself. on Shake nothing. Yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, numerous actors were in the running for the role of the TX. Uh, the TX wasn't originally going to be female either. Um, I know. But... Uh, here are some of the. You made the breast scene really weird. No, no, no. <laughs> so here are some of the actors. I just want to. Oh, know... I bet you don't know the real one, but go on. I just want to it's know. It's not the cat. <laughs> well, now I'm not going to reveal that. Good. You... Spoiler, man. I was trying to build up to that reveal. I just want to know if you guys think these actors would have made good Terminator villains. Vin Diesel. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I could have seen it. And his back, name's back Diesel. Back in 2003. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. No. <laughs> yep. He was incredible in Steel. Have you not seen? I've seen Steel. <laughs> he was. He would have. Uh, and what was the other one? Um, Shazam. Yeah. Kazam. Kazam. Whatever the. Yeah, yeah. it's not Sh- Kazam. Kazam. Mm-hmm. Where he's the genie. He could have right. shown up and like make, but make the Terminator goofy for no reason and just mm. really poorly acted. Yeah, rapping genie playing basketball. Yeah, mm. like yeah. Uh, the former WWF wrestler China was another one. Oh, okay. China would have been good. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wrestling. Fan. I don't. I don't know. China. It's Im- essentially just imagine. Like two Sarah Connors, like muscly Sarah Connors, put mm. together. Okay, she, that yeah, sounds China, very Cronenbergian. But yes, but no, that like China, of... China. I'm going to find a picture of China. Everybody, look her up. It's with a Y, C H Y N A. And she. No, away, I've seen she? China. It's, yeah, it's in the news at the moment. Yeah, yeah. She, she passed away though recently, she, didn't she? Yeah, she passed away. Probably yeah, because she's a Cronenbergian amorphous. Oh, no, two she, people. She died 2016. Oh, was so. it? Jeez. Okay. Yeah, no, it was a while ago. But that's China. Oh yeah, she's pretty decked. Yeah, she's incredibly. She's decked. incredibly decked. Yeah. yeah. Now she she would have. I I I reckon that could have worked, in mm. the same way that, that Arnold did as well. Yeah. No. I I I would have liked to have seen China. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger considers Terminator Genesis, that's the fifth Terminator film, the real Terminator Three. Even though he said he enjoyed making Rise of the Machines. 
Who said that? Arnie. Arnie. Huh. Did he say that on a press junket for <sighs> Terminator, Terminator Genesis? Probably. Is Terminator Genesis the newest one? No, Dude, that's second the second last one. That was that the, was terrible. That was the one with Amelia Clark. That it? was beyond Smith, terrible. Um, that is possibly the worst one. Mm. It's bad, guys. It's okay. Bad. Well, I, I it's I, bad. Yeah, I it think... is convoluted and weird. And there's um, the, one of the guys, one of the doctors, is in it. Matt Smith. Matt Smith's in it. Mm. And the Mother of Dragons is in it. Yeah. Finally. It's not good. Don't watch it. <laughs> the newest one, I would be like, yeah, that feels like a new Terminator. <laughs> the one you stopped halfway through. Yeah, yeah, but it's still better. Sarah Connor's crypt, where the weapons are stashed, at Greenlaw Cemetery, uh, is the same name as the cemetery where Norman Bates's mother was buried in Psycho. Ah, so somewhere in there, for a while at least... <laughs> Was Norman Bates' mother? Was Norman mother. Bates's mother with oh, guns? Yeah. Her grave was just filled with knives that you used <laughs> in showers. So mm, weeks, lots of weeks, mm. <laughs> as per her will. <laughs> yes. So, guys, that brings us to the end of this review of Terminator Three: Rise mm. of the Machines. All that remains is for you to score the film, Jason. This is your first time watching Terminator Three. What are you going to give it out of ten? I'm going to give it two. Large Hadron Colliders out of ten? Two. Two. Mm. It's not good, is it? No. 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 no I, get, I, I like the last unicorn more than this. Wow. <laughs> that says it's quite a lot. A lot. Yeah. All right. What about yourself, Dean? I'm... Okay. So I always like to rate... I typically find I, I'll rate a shit movie good uh, and a good movie good because for me it's all about whether you enjoyed watching it mm. um, I just didn't because this movie was just nothing so yeah. I'm actually going to give it uh... sorry one of your boobs just deflated <laughs> <laughs> one, one deflated boob I'm going to give it one secret evil Hercules cat was the villain the whole time if you look uh, out of ten that is I think far too low, I'll be honest. Um, All right, do you think I should bump it up? No, well, look, no. I mean, because <laughs> it's not up to you. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. You think I should inflate my score? <laughs> uh, you know what? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, sorry. It's just, you know, what? I mean, it's just not, it's just nothing. Like, I am fine it's... with shit films because mm. shit films can be enjoyable. For me, it's all about viewing experience. Mm. It's, ins- it's, it's insulting about... in a way, I think. It, like, it just, there's nothing there for me. Mm. It's. It, it, it is an hour and what twenty minutes of my life that I, I didn't. I'm not. I, you weren't going to do anything with it. <laughs> it's fine. I oh, might I'll have just waste them anyway. Yeah, I could have been playing Division Two right now. Yeah, what is this? 2018. <laughs> um, You're just talking about getting back into Red Dead, so you can't talk. That's true. Yeah, now I'm getting back into Pong. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, look, for me, I don't think it was that bad, but it's not. But that's a, why it was bad. It's not a good film. It, no. it, it is, and like particularly when you compare it to the first two, it lets down its lineage. It really does. Dishonor on it, dishonor on its cow. Um, pretty much, yeah. Look, it's it's a bit of a stinker. Um, it just made me feel nothing. Mm. I, like at least I, I would we, love we, it we, if we, I I would love it if I had a, a, the same reaction as you. You know, because then it's then it's emoting in it, it's it's. Gotta, gotta drawing admit, I, something out of you. It's to me. It's just like I, yep, it's a movie. I do feel good about how much i don't like it like kind of at the end of it and it's it's kind of maybe a slightly grumpy cat emotion it's just like when all of humanity is getting nuked like good yeah shouldn't have been in this film stupid <laughs> humanity um look so what do you give it steven i i didn't dislike it as much i don't think it's a very good film but i certainly don't think it's a terrible film so i'm actually gonna give it 
I'm going to give it four nuclear explosions out of ten. I, 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 it, for me, it's a real four where it's like it is below average, but I don't think it's objectionably a terrible film. I just think it's kind of pants. I want to be clear that my rating system is all about how much I can actually And that's enjoy entirely fine. It's yeah. got nothing to do with the competency of the I've, film. I've, given, the, I've given bad films pretty good ratings I because can. I had fun watching them. If you've them. heard yeah. me on previous podcasts, you I a... typically give good scores to shit films because mm. they're fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah, I, you mentioned Spice World earlier. So. Uh, yeah, Spice World, an instant classic. Yes. And Look, arguably I... a worse film than this one, but it made me feel something. Mm. And even if that was just... God, this is so terrible. Uh, yeah, look, this is this is just like you say. It is meh. Um, yeah. And it, it's not even helped by the fact, as you pointed out when watching it, that Arnold is almost certainly wearing stripper pants for the entire yes. film. Because he stole yes. pants off a stripper. He so stole pants off a stripper. Pull away. So he's There's got no way pants. that those aren't pull-away leather pants. Yeah. Also, if you look, you'll Cat. notice that it's not Hercules who is oh. the real villain. Mm. It's his owner. Uh, the one that got shot. Because it's all about nature and nurture when it comes to animals, guys. So, oh. you know, who's the, who's the real villain? Who's the real... The folly of man and all that. It's a metaphor, yeah? Do you get it? I think what this film was also... I think also... this movie just went over your heads, guys. A little too cerebral for you. <laughs> I, I do think what this film was also missing was a dog. Um, we did, yes, we dogs, did... dogs hate Terminators. Yeah, we didn't have any dogs going, Hey, hey, hey! Like, you know, what's going yes. on over here? And I... I yeah, it, 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 that is... is... This like, is this Instead, like... we had a cat that sided with the Terminators. <laughs> Is this a bit like the um, the Star Trek thing that it's all the odd number films are bad and all the even number ones are good? It's like all the Terminator films with dogs are good. What was mm. the the? And then it mess- kind of. I'm just thinking through the rest of the movies. So salvation. It, it, it only next. it only messes up. It only messes salvation up. Salvation tries something really really different, mm. but it it does okay at it. But the main reason I, I don't mind that is because it really does try yeah. something. It doesn't just do the same thing as like three is just salvation's two. purely set in the future, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, where Christian Bale no, yells yeah, 100%. at people, um, yeah. and then and then five is just god awful, mm. um, and six is good for at least the first half. And six, I haven't finished, um, probably <laughs> won't finish. Mm. Um, if you ever start a, a, a podcast called Cinema Halfway Catch Up Club, <laughs> yeah, for people who've only seen half Cinema of films, Halfway House, um, yeah. but I've heard it's good. Like I've okay. read reviews from people who are like, yeah, this is like back to Terminator's roots and. Doing a good job without repeat rehashing too much. Okay. Well, that sure. does bring us to the end of this. And Jason, it brings us to the end of your trip to Terminator Land. Overall, you've seen the first three films in the series. What did you make of this trilogy? It's it's good. Mm. It is very good. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think I can see why people enjoy it. I think mm-hmm. I have a bit of a better um, respect for kind of James Cameron in general now. Yeah. Um, just kind of seeing things. There are still some of his films that I tend to dislike, and I think him as a person is probably not great. Um, but as for what it is and for what this masterpiece that he's made, and it is, it's probably a masterpiece. I think, you know, it has the same problems as plenty of other films where the third one just falls off a cliff. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, if you, if you like it, you like it. Yeah. And I think everybody really should definitely like Terminator 2. And Terminator 1 is very good as well. And they were able to overpower the um, uh, the coast, the crust of Terminator 3. Yeah, the cake roast. Crust. Yeah, crust. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, that is all. So thank mm. you very much for joining me, uh, Dean and Jason. 
You're very welcome. And for those of you listening in, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, we have a Facebook. Just go on there and search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club to see new posts and updates each and every week. We're also available to be subscribed to on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all those services. And there is our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. You can support us there. Give us a couple of dollars a month and you can get some extra bonus content. But that's all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. I won't be back. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.